so I was talking to my kids, and, and we were talking about what's, what's happening and, and this burden at the dinner table the one night. And I said, you know, guys, can you imagine, just for a second, just, just play a game with me for a second. Imagine that there's tanks rolling down Highway 20 right now. Imagine that there's fighter jets flying overhead. Imagine that we're seeing, hearing, feeling, smelling, knowing there's, there's missiles going off all of around us. You know what I hope? If I was in that moment, someone is praying for me. Like that's my hope. That's 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 what I'm hoping for. Is like if these roles were reversed, that the the the, the Ukrainian, the the Russian church would be lifting us up and praying for us in the midst of the moment. Because if we're not praying, then who is? I want to look at today just some things. I want to spend just a brief moment talking about prayer, a brief moment talking about some quote-unquote prayer points that I got from a really good source, and then, and then have us as a body engage in this practice. Have us today believing that God is a way maker, that he can make a way where man doesn't see a way, that, that, that God can cause people to literally raise a hallelujah in the midst of a storm, that the kingdom of God can be glorified in the middle of darkness, that lives can be transformed, that hearts can be impacted, that God can do something incredible in this moment. Because guess what? We've got the keys. Huh? I want to look at just some verses uh, this morning. James chapter 5. I want you to hear this. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Look at the last half of verse 16. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. What does it mean to be a righteous person? We've been made righteous when we called ourselves children of God. When we confessed our sin and acknowledged what Jesus Christ has done in our lives, we become righteous. We've been made righteous. So if you are a righteous person... Your prayer, I want to tell you, is powerful and effective. This is Jesus. This is the word of God. It's James, inspired by God, writing these words to the church. Your prayer is powerful and effective. Our prayer is powerful and effective. Look at this. Look at how powerful it is. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Your prayer is powerful and effective. Your prayer has the power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Every thought. Those include your thoughts. Those include other thoughts. I think there's some people who need some thoughts that need to be taken captive and made obedient to Christ. Amen? We have the keys to do that. Our prayer is powerful and effective. We we, we just heard this. Uh, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Your prayer, our prayers, 
What we can do today, I say our church exists for what reason? Love God, love people, and impact our world. I believe that this morning what's going to take place in this room will be a divine impact within, throughout the world. That we have the capability today to do something in this place. And you'll say, boy, Pastor, this is a big deal. This is a big situation. How can what we do in this place do anything? Well, I don't know, but God said my prayer is powerful and effective. He says that, that I can demolish strongholds. I can take captive thoughts. He says that I can save this mountain and be moved. I believe that our prayers are powerful and effective. And what we're going to do this morning, maybe we've already done this morning, will affect, will affect, will impact our world. Huh? Maybe as we pray, there's that Ukrainian man that can raise a hallelujah in the presence of his enemy. Maybe as we pray, there's hearts that are changed, stories that are written, light that is revealed. When do we pray? And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Your prayer is powerful and effective and we need to engage it. Like I said, you can have the keys, but your car won't start unless you put them in the ignition. Or you push the button anymore, I guess. 1 Timothy chapter 2. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, Intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people. For kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of truth. Do you hear that? Our prayer is powerful and effective. It's spiritual warfare that we can engage in that's more powerful than any bomb or missile that, 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 that can be shot right now. And we should be doing it. So then the question is how? Like, and this is where I was at. Like, so I'm going to find someone's prayer points and I'm going to steal them and present them to church and look smart. And I looked and I couldn't find them. So then I got to thinking, how do we pray? Here we go. Wow, this is going to be profound for some people. This then is how you should pray. I'm stealing his points. I mean, when I don't know what to do, God gave me an answer. It's in His Word. Maybe I just need to look at what God said, and it might be applicable to the situation that I'm in. Now, this might be something you can apply not just to Ukraine, but you might be able to apply this to the situation and circumstances in your life. So this is how we should pray. What should we say? Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be Your name. The first thing we're doing is we're acknowledging who God is. God is God. It didn't change because there was an invasion in Europe. God is still God no matter what. And it's in Him who I trust. And so when I pray, our Father, I mean, He's my Father. I trust Him. He's the, he, he is, He was, and always will be. He is the I Am. I'm declaring who God is. Hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come. Well, I love that prayer. You know, we're so consumed by the kingdoms of this world that we forget about his kingdom. And sometimes when we start to pray for Ukraine, we're just worried about those borders, those lines that are drawn around a map. 
Now, this might bug somebody, but God's not worried about those kingdoms. He's worried about his kingdom. And his desire is that amongst anything, amongst this moment, that his kingdom would come. That in the midst of what's happening, his kingdom would come. His kingdom's not just coming to Ukraine, but his kingdom's coming to Russia. His kingdom's coming to Europe. His kingdom's coming to this world. We want to see his kingdom come. Jesus said, that's what he preached about, the kingdom that was coming. It's the kingdom that we're in. It's the kingdom that we have the keys to. I want to pray, God's kingdom come. What does he say? His will be done. What is God's will? Huh? What is his will? His will is peace. What else is his will? That none would perish. We just read a verse that said that all would would be saved. Who wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of truth? What if we started praying as we're praying for Ukraine? We're praying that light would be revealed and that people would be saved. They would not just be saved physically, but they would be saved spiritually. God, your will come in the midst of turmoil. Your will come in the midst of darkness. Give us today our daily bread. People need provision. Right? I mean, we can pray for provision. People need the, the, the provision that God has for them. Forgive us our debts as we've forgiven others. I didn't even talk about that one in my notes, but we probably should pray about being a forgiving people. <laughs> I bet there's some people in Ukraine or Russia right now that need to figure out what forgiveness is. So that's probably a good one to pray for. I didn't have it in my notes. Lead us not into temptation. You know what we need is the direction of God. We need God to direct everyone that's involved in this moment, whether it's political leaders or or soldiers or civilians. We need the direction of God. What's the the church response? How do we do this? What does Pastor Steve do? I just need God to direct me to what he's already done so I can teach the church. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There's a lot of evil right now. He's not left us. He's not forsaken us. He's a king in the midst of chaos. And he wins. Evil may exist for a moment, but light wins. We're a part of the winning team. We need to pray, God, deliver deliver us from evil. The evil that is, deliver all those that are involved from evil. Your prayer is powerful and effective. This morning, what I would like for us to do, I'm stealing your mic. You just got to sing real loud now. And I'm stealing your mic. You got to sing real loud now. And what I'm asking for us to do as a body is to spend some time together. Scripture says where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there. If two or three agree to anything on earth, I want us as a body to agree today for Ukraine, for this situation, for what's going on. I want us to be able to pray through. I'm going to have Irene switch the screen, and there's just going to be my notes and some other verses that are going to,
they hopefully will just continue to play on the screen. And as we, Carrie and Walt, I just want to play a little bit in the background. I'm hoping we don't have to sing too much. But I want us as a body to agree together. I want us to be able to pray together. For some, the thought process of going to a microphone may frighten you. I get it. For others, I just believe that in this moment, what we're going to do will impact our world. And I want us to take the keys, and I want us to start the car. I want us to unlock the door. I want us to lock the doors if that's what needs to be done. But that's what we have the capability of doing together as a body of Christ. If we can't do it here, where are we going to do it? So this morning, in this moment, this is what God has prepared us for. I'll start. Uh, I encourage you uh, to pray where you're at. If you feel compelled to pray for that people to know God, for people to experience his will, for his direction, whatever those points were that I had made, come to a microphone and, and pray for the body, pray with the body together for the body of Christ. Father, we thank you this morning. God, I thank you that we are here and that you've prepared us for this moment. Thank you that you took time before this moment to tell us, God, that we have this power, that we have this ability, that that we are able to, to stand before the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who made it all, and make our requests known. That our requests aren't just falling in air, they're not just remaining in this room, but they're being heard by the one who created it all. And God, you said those prayers. The prayers of your people are powerful and effective. And so, God, I pray that this day as we pray, I pray that that we impact our world tangibly, God. God, I pray for us. I pray for the world. I pray for Ukraine. I pray for Russia that we could trust God. That God, that we would know that you are, that, that, that the way you described yourself in the Old Testament is the way you describe yourself today. You're the ever-existent God. You are the I Am. You're sovereign. You're in control. Even when it doesn't seem like it, God, I pray that we could trust No matter what nation we fall on, no matter what church we attend, God, that we would trust you. precious name of Jesus. We come to you as the body of Christ in Crawford. On the name of Jesus, our hearts are yielded to you. Yielded to you, Father God, your will be accomplished in each one of us together that we pray together as a body of Christ. Our prayers rising to you. And we bring Ukraine to you, Lord, now. 
the name of Jesus, these people are crying out to you to have mercy, oh God, mercy. And we pray that the, you will do a God thing to stop Russia, God, from going in and trying to possess that land. They communistic country that doesn't believe in God at all. Our God is greater. Our God is greater. And we believe in you, Lord, and we're looking to you and trusting that you will cause many souls to be saved. And that move of God, the move of God, Lord, to take place in that that area, Lord. Work in your work and deal with hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. And on down even to our own nation, O oh God, we pray for this mighty move of God. A revival, a revival of fires that will burn out to dross. In the name of Jesus, and each one of us will be submitted and yielded to you. Whatever you say, God, whatever you say, may we be drawn closer to you. May we be pure and holy in your sight. In the name of Jesus. First of all, Lord, I just want to thank, thank you that you've invited us to come and bring our petitions to you, that we can trust you. You've told us that when we pray, you hear us, and if we know you hear, we know that we have what we ask for. And Lord, our hearts are similar to, I think, how the prophet Isaiah felt when he cried to you that, Lord, rend the heavens and come down. Tear open the heavens and come down. And Lord, that's where our hearts are today, Lord, that you will just tear open the heavens and come down upon the people of the Ukraine. Tear open the heavens and come down upon the on Russia and their government, Lord. Tear open the heavens and come down upon the NATOs and the United States nations and their leaders, Lord. Rend their hearts as well as the heaven that they will turn, hearts will be turned to you of the people, of the leaders, of the of us, Lord, even. That we will see what is important. They will recognize your power and who you are and what you want to accomplish. And Lord, I can't pray that prayer without praying it over our own community, in our own church, in our own members here. Lord, that you tear open the heavens and come down and meet us here, Lord. The scriptures say that the heart of the king is in your hand and you'll turn it wherever you wish. So we pray, Lord, for the kings of the earth that their hearts will be turned to you. And we pray over our community, the hearts of the people will be turned to you. We just thank you, Lord, that we can trust in you and that you invite us to bring our petitions.
Father, we invite your spirit of goodness to go forth in the nation of Ukraine and Russia, to every man, woman, and child, unto salvation, that they, they may know you, that they may know truth, that they may praise your name, and that the glory won't stop. And may you be glorified and lifted up, and that may it be known everywhere, every man, woman, and child everywhere, that you are Lord and that you love them. Thank you, Lord. And I pray for every scheme that Putin cabinet or his board or whatever that surrounds him. I pray for every troop that's underneath of his power. Pray for the, for your hand to stop communication between them. I pray for your um, their battle plans to fall apart. I pray that you're, the devil would lose his hand on them and that they would no longer be in power. That they wouldn't be able to complete the schemes and the the evil that they've planned. God, I pray for your hand upon every missile, upon every tank, upon every, like, gun or whatever it is. God, I pray that they would malfunction or have problems that they wouldn't start, that they wouldn't be able to move because your power is so great and your hand is so great that they're on them that you stop and block every piece that's causing this evil in the name of Jesus. been praying for several evenings because it looked like this conflict was coming whether the news people thought it was or not it, there was too much build up for that just to be a game I've spent a bunch of time in the evenings praying for the Ukrainians and praying that they knew you Lord and uh, praying that they'd ask Jesus to be their savior and then I felt, kind of felt guilty last night because it dawned on me that I need to pray for those Russian soldiers and their souls as well. So I pray that they know you, Lord, and that, uh, that they've asked Jesus to be their Savior. I know a lot of what they're doing isn't in their hands. It's, it's somebody above them telling them what to do. So I find it, I felt bad I hadn't prayed for them as well.
that your 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 prayers are effective and they are powerful. I'm living proof of that. And I thank you, God, for the prayers that are all going up to heaven right now, not just in our church, but everywhere. Uh, I know that there's many Christians in uh, Ukraine. They're strong. They're powerful. They, they want peace. And they need peace. They need protection, God. I just pray, Jesus, that you will show them how to do this. Many times in the Old Testament, uh, the Lord has told armies to go in and fight when they were much smaller than the other army. And they kind of had this conversation with God that, no, we can't do this because we're so much smaller. And God kept saying, I will be with you. I will be with you. You can do this. So it's living proof that he can do this. He can cause this smaller army to simply take over. It'll totally be a miracle, and that's what we need to see is a miracle. And we pray for all the people's families that they probably don't even know now where all their family is. We pray for them, God. We can't even imagine what that's like. But we we just give this situation to you, knowing that you do, you have the, you know the end, end from the beginning. And you have this, it's in, in your hands, it's in your control, God, and we have to trust you, God, to be with them. We pray for the people that really don't know you, God. This is their problem. They're coming after people, different people, and that's what causes wars, is because people uh, want more power, and we pray against all of that, God. We pray for peace in their hearts, true peace in their hearts. We pray that they will know you and accept you uh, as as we know you, as Christians know you, God, we pray for Putin. He's a lost man. He's a lost man. He needs you, God, and we pray for him. We pray for whatever um, power that he's, he's yielding. It will be just lost, God. It will just be lost. We thank you, Jesus, for this time that, that we can pray. And uh, we know, God, that you're, you're worthy of our praise and worthy of our prayer. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Lord, we pray to you uh, for the children of Ukraine. Protect them from the horrors of war. Just uh, shield them from that evilness. They're the future leaders of that country. We ask that you show them acts of kindness. Let them see those things. Show them love, acts of love from their parents and even the enemy soldiers. Forgiveness in their heart placed upon their parents and the leaders of their country and of Russia. Uh, they're, they're the most crucial part of all this, Lord, because they are the future. Uh, we just ask that you work within their lives and uh, provide them food and comfort from the fears and, and the things that they're seeing, Lord. We just ask that you work for them uh, and protect them, Lord. Just your love. I mean, I, I've seen it in Haiti, but just the, that loss of hope in the youth. We just ask that that doesn't happen in the Ukraine, Lord. It's in your Son, Jesus Christ, most holy name we pray.
wanted to tell you something about uh, World War II. I was a little girl when that was going on. They had prisoners out here at Fort Robinson, and those sirens, <laughs> those sirens that went off in Ukraine brought back a lot of memories because we had sirens here. The siren, when it blew off at night, at night, my mom and dad had to close the windows, blow out all the lights, the city lights went out. And that siren, me and my sister, she was older than me at the time, and we crawled under anything, chair, bed, anything we could find to crawl under. And that fear, the fear that just gripped us, it just, it was awful, really, really bad. It was hard to trust after that. We couldn't hardly trust anybody. But, you know, in all that time, my mom and dad would pray. They never said Jesus or God or anything, but they said the Great Spirit. They called him the Great Spirit, and they asked to protect us. And then when my son went to Iraq, it brought back a lot of memories there, too, of that fear that, fear that comes side of you and it's just it's so big and heavy it feels like a rock in there that you get petrified sometimes and you can't even pray but you know God like he said he is a king he sent many many he had many in the Old Testament if you read it he had many people come against Israel you look at Israel how tiny it is but God was there through the praise and worship he led he led a great king against the enemy by just going against them by singing and praising the Lord and they won that war. So I know we can praise the Lord that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords and he will and he will help those that are seeking him in Ukraine, the ones that are crying but that fear. We'll just pray that the fear that Father in Jesus' name, that you would take that fear and dissolve it out of these people, that they will know that there is a God that they can call upon. And his name is Jesus. And by his blood and by his spirit, they can be delivered out of that. They'll be safe. And that fear will no longer be there, that they can face the enemy, that they would have food to eat, the children too, that the little ones that, that were this born and the little ones and little boys and girls that were running away that they will never forget what it's like but Father I just pray in your name that you would just just clear the air of fear for these people Lord of the enemy Lord God let them see and let them feel somewhere or another that there is a great God that loves them so much Amen Lord I just thank you, Lord, that uh, you're letting us worship today <clears throat> um, here free, and that the, uh, that the that that you bless your you bring down the oil for the lamps and the, the reflection of your light uh, inside the Ukraine. Um, the 35 percent that believe in you, Jesus, those people, let those lamps be filled with your oil. And uh, do more than just flicker, God. Um, 
and I, I know that they can be an example, Jesus, but I also want to pray for the refugees that are moving into the the, the NATO countries, Jesus, by the thousands, um, maybe 200,000 by today. And uh, I just I just pray, God, that you <clears throat> you allow these people to have food and shelter, and and that the churches in Poland and uh, Yugoslavia and Moldova, <clears throat> Jesus, that those people can get to churches and believe and, and and know that you're you're the Lord Jesus, not not some other fiction, and uh, that you're you are the God that actually brought them there. And I just pray that they be free, Jesus, of persecution. And uh, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, I just, first of all, I want to praise your name and thank you. And I thank you that you loved us and that we have a way to just come to you and talk to you, just like a a child would come and talk to you, Lord. And we pray right now for Ukraine and for Russia. I just ask your special blessings and to send your angels to intervene and to speak on your behalf, Lord. I pray right now for eyes to see in our own church. I want compassion, Lord. Give me that compassion that sometimes when we're removed from the situation that we don't see how it really applies to us at all. And I pray for those hearts, the hearts in this room to be softened towards the people who need you right now. I pray for our community because every situation that happens in this world It also affects our community. We pray for a love in this church, a love that goes beyond anything that we've ever seen, anything that we've ever even comprehended. I pray that um, you change our world right now. Just change our world in our own homes. I pray that if people don't know you, Lord, right now, in this church even, that they will give their hearts to you and trust in you. Because without you, we have nothing. We are nothing. And so, Lord, I just thank you for this moment and this day that we are united and that we can come to you and ask anything in your name and you hear us. And that you love us and you want to meet our needs and you want to meet our desires I just praise your name this morning and I thank you that you have chosen me Lord to be able to be free enough to even speak for the people of Ukraine and for Russia and for the world around us I just praise your name and give you all glory In Jesus' name. There's a lot of words that have been prayed. Maybe more eloquent than you would at home, or you'd have prayed them in different ways. But there's a word that we can all say right now. 
That means so be it. That means let it be. Let all that's been said in this place be what God accomplishes. That word is amen. So if you agree with all that's been said, can you say amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to say this to us, and I'm going to say this to the world, to the Mideast, to Eurasia, wherever we're at. The Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He turn His face towards you and grant you His peace. Amen? Be blessed.